Welcome to the Power Prayer Podcast. I am your host, Sherry T, and this is the best day of your life because God is in control. Our affirmation is we are excited, blessed, grateful, and most of all, we are believers for life. We hope these moments of prayer and Bible reading will empower you to have faith in God's word, believe in John 3.16, be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit, and inspire you to pray for your family, friends, and community. Let us pray. I will bless the Lord at all times, so praises continually come from my mouth. Father, we thank you for this day, for this is the day that you have given us. You touched our hearts, you restored our soul, renewed our mind, and commanded us to continue in the path of righteousness. Father, we give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. As we declare your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. With a grateful heart, we give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Keep us in the shadow of your presence as we declare and decree you reign forever. Father, we will bless your name because you sit on the throne. And we say hallelujah. Holy, holy is the Lamb of God who was worthy to be slain. Be blessing, be power and honor to his name. Father, we thank you. We ask that the meditation of our hearts and the words of our mouth be acceptable in your sight as you continue to touch and transform our hearts as we walk this day out knowing that all is well within our soul. Teach us your ways as we study your word. May the spirit of wisdom and revelation and counsel and might guide us into all truth and show us those things which shall come to pass. Father, we stand before you, fully clothed in your righteousness, standing for truth and walking in peace, sharing our faith and believing in our salvation. Father, we will speak the word of God because it is in us, and we have overcome the evil one by our testimony in the blood of the Lamb. So, Father, we thank you again for today. As we listen to the word, speak to our hearts transform us in a marvelous way. We give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Our scripture reading is Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles, Chapter 1 Solomon, son of David, established himself firmly over his kingdom, for the Lord his God was with him, and made him exceedingly great. Then Solomon spoke to all Israel, to the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds, to the judges, and to all the leaders in Israel, the heads of families. And Solomon and the whole assembly went to the high place at Gibeon, for God's tent of meeting was there, which Moses, the Lord's servant, had made in the wilderness. Now David had brought up the ark of God from Kiriath-Jerim to the place he had prepared for it, because he had pitched a tent for it in Jerusalem. But the bronze altar that Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, had made was in Gibeon, in front of the tabernacle of the Lord. So Solomon and the assembly inquired of him there. Solomon went up to the bronze altar before the Lord in the tent of meeting, and offered a thousand burnt offerings on it. That night God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Ask for whatever you want me to give you. Solomon answered God, 
You have shown great kindness to David my father and have made me king in his place. Now, Lord God, let your promise to my father David be confirmed. For you have made me king over a people who are as numerous as the dust of the earth. Give me wisdom and knowledge that I may lead this people. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? God said to Solomon, Since this is your heart's desire, and you have not asked for wealth, possessions, or honor, nor for the death of your enemies, and since you have not asked for a long life, but for wisdom and knowledge to govern my people over whom I have made you king, therefore wisdom and knowledge will be given you. And I will also give you wealth, possessions, and honor, such as no king who was before you ever had, and none after you will have. Then Solomon went to Jerusalem from the high place at Gibeon, from before the tent of meeting, and he reigned over Israel. Solomon accumulated chariots and horses. He had 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horses, which he kept in the chariot cities, and also with him in Jerusalem. The king made silver and gold as common in Jerusalem as stones, and cedar as plentiful as sycamore fig trees in the foothills. Solomon's horses were imported from Egypt and from Kiwi. The royal merchants purchased them from Kiwi at the current price. They imported a chariot from Egypt for 600 shekels of silver and a horse for 150. They also exported them to all the kings of the Hittites and of the Arameans. Chapter 2 Solomon gave orders to build a temple for the name of the Lord and a royal palace for himself. He conscripted 70,000 men as carriers and 80,000 as stonecutters in the hills and 3,600 as foremen over them. Solomon sent this message to Hiram king of Tyre. Send me cedar logs as you did for my father David when you sent him cedar to build a palace to live in. Now I am about to build a temple for the name of the Lord my God and to dedicate it to him for burning fragrant incense before him, for setting out the consecrated bread regularly and for making burnt offerings every morning and evening and on the Sabbaths, at the new moons and at the appointed festivals of the Lord our God. This is a lasting ordinance for Israel. The temple I am going to build will be great because our God is greater than all other gods. But who is able to build a temple for him, since the heavens, even the highest heavens, cannot contain him? Who then am I to build a temple for him, except as a place to burn sacrifices before him? Send me, therefore, a man skilled to work in gold and silver, bronze and iron, and in purple, crimson, and blue yarn, and experienced in the art of engraving, to work in Judah and Jerusalem with my skilled workers, whom my father David provided. Send me also cedar, juniper, and algum logs from Lebanon. For I know that your servants are skilled in cutting timber there. My servants will work with yours to provide me with plenty of lumber, because the temple I build must be large and magnificent. I will give your servants, the woodsmen who cut the timber, 20,000 cores of ground wheat, 20,000 cores of barley, 20,000 baths of wine, and 20,000 baths of olive oil. Hiram, king of Tyre, replied by letter to Solomon, Because the Lord loves his people, he has made you their king. And Hiram added, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who made heaven and earth. He has given King David a wise son, 
endowed with intelligence and discernment, who will build a temple for the Lord and a palace for himself. I am sending you Hiram Abai, a man of great skill, whose mother was from Dan and whose father was from Tyre. He is trained to work in gold and silver, bronze and iron, stone and wood, and with purple and blue and crimson yarn and fine linen. He is experienced in all kinds of engraving and can execute any design given to him. He will work with your skilled workers and with those of my lord, David, your father. Now, let my lord send his servants the wheat and barley and the olive oil and wine he promised, and we will cut all the logs from Lebanon that you need and will float them as rafts by sea down to Joppa. You can then take them up to Jerusalem. Solomon took a census of all the foreigners residing in Israel after the census his father David had taken, and they were found to be 153,600. He assigned 70,000 of them to be carriers and 80,000 to be stonecutters in the hills, with 3,600 foremen over them to keep the people working. Chapter 3 Chapter 3 Then Solomon began to build the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem on Mount Moriah where the Lord had appeared to his father David. It was on the threshing floor of Arana the Jebusite, the place provided by David. He began building on the second day of the second month in the fourth year of his reign. The foundation Solomon laid for building the temple of God was 60 cubits long and 20 cubits wide, using the cubit of the old standard. The portico at the front of the temple was 20 cubits long across the width of the building and 20 cubits high. He overlaid the inside with pure gold. He paneled the main hall with juniper and covered it with fine gold and decorated it with palm tree and chain designs. He adorned the temple with precious stones, and the gold he used was gold of Parvaeum. He overlaid the ceiling beams, door frames, walls, and doors of the temple with gold, and he carved cherubim on the walls. He built the most holy place, its length corresponding to the width of the temple, 20 cubits long and 20 cubits wide. He overlaid the inside with 600 talents of fine gold. The gold nails weighed 50 shekels. He also overlaid the upper parts with gold. For the most holy place, he made a pair of sculptured cherubim and overlaid them with gold. The total wingspan of the cherubim was 20 cubits. One wing of the first cherub was 5 cubits long and touched the temple wall, while its other wing, also 5 cubits long, touched the wing of the other cherub. Similarly. One wing of the second cherub was five cubits long and touched the other temple wall, and its other wing, also five cubits long, touched the wing of the first cherub. The wings of these cherubim extended twenty cubits. They stood on their feet, facing the main hall. He made the curtain of blue, purple, and crimson yarn and fine linen, with cherubim worked into it. For the front of the temple he made two pillars, which together were thirty-five cubits long, each with a capital five cubits high. He made interwoven chains and put them on top of the pillars. He also made a hundred pomegranates and attached them to the chains. He erected the pillars in the front of the temple, one to the south and one to the north. The one to the south he named Jachin, and the one to the north, Boaz. Chapter 4 He made a bronze altar 20 cubits long, 20 cubits wide, and 10 cubits high. He made the sea of cast metal, circular in shape, measuring ten cubits from rim to rim and five cubits high. It took a line of thirty cubits to measure around it. Below the rim, figures of bulls encircled it, ten to a cubit. 
the bulls were cast in two rows in one piece with the sea. The sea stood on twelve bulls, three facing north, three facing west, three facing south, and three facing east. The sea rested on top of them, and their hindquarters were toward the center. It was a handbreadth in thickness, and its rim was like the rim of a cup, like a lily blossom. It held three thousand baths. He then made ten basins for washing, and placed five on the south side, and five on the north. In them, the things to be used for the burnt offerings were rinsed, but the sea was to be used by the priests for washing. He made ten gold lampstands according to the specifications for them, and placed them in the temple, five on the south side, and five on the north. He made ten tables, and placed them in the temple, five on the south side, and five on the north. He also made a hundred gold sprinkling bowls. He made the courtyard of the priests, and the large court, and the doors for the court, and overlaid the doors with bronze. He placed the sea on the south side, at the southeast corner. And Huram also made the pots and shovels and sprinkling bowls. So Huram finished the work he had undertaken for King Solomon in the temple of God. The two pillars, the two bowl-shaped capitals on top of the pillars, the two sets of network decorating the two bowl-shaped capitals on top of the pillars, the four hundred pomegranates for the two sets of network, two rows of pomegranates for each network decorating the bowl-shaped capitals on top of the pillars, the stands with their basins, the sea and the twelve bowls under it, the pots, shovels, meat forks, and all related articles. All the objects that Huram-Abi made for King Solomon for the temple of the Lord were of polished bronze. The king had them cast in clay molds in the plain of the Jordan between Succoth and Zarephan. All these things that Solomon made amounted to so much that the weight of the bronze could not be calculated. Solomon also made all the furnishings that were in God's temple, the golden altar, the tables on which was the bread of the presence, the lampstands of pure gold with their lamps to burn in front of the inner sanctuary as prescribed, the gold floral work and lamps and tongs, they were solid gold, the pure gold wick trimmers, sprinkling bowls, dishes and censers, and the gold doors of the temple, the inner doors to the most holy place and the doors of the main hall. Chapter 5 When all the work Solomon had done for the temple of the Lord was finished, he brought in the things his father David had dedicated, the silver and gold and all the furnishings, and he placed them in the treasuries of God's temple. Then Solomon summoned to Jerusalem the elders of Israel, all the heads of the tribes and the chiefs of the Israelite families, to bring up the ark of the Lord's covenant from Zion, the city of David. And all the Israelites came together to the king at the time of the festival in the seventh month. When all the elders of Israel had arrived, the Levites took up the ark, and they brought up the ark and the tent of meeting and all the sacred furnishings in it. The Levitical priests carried them up, and King Solomon and the entire assembly of Israel that had gathered about him were before the ark, sacrificing so many sheep and cattle that they could not be recorded or counted. The priests then brought the ark of the Lord's covenant to its place in the inner sanctuary of the temple, the most holy place, and put it beneath the wings of the cherubim. The cherubim spread their wings over the place of the ark and covered the ark and its carrying poles. These poles were so long that their ends, extending from the ark, could be seen from in front of the inner sanctuary, but not from outside the holy place, and they are still there today. There was nothing in the ark except the two tablets that Moses had placed in it at Horeb, where the Lord made a covenant with the Israelites after they came out of Egypt. The priests then withdrew from the holy place. All the priests who were there had consecrated themselves, regardless of their divisions. All the Levites who were musicians, Asaph, 
Heman, Jaduthan, and their sons and relatives stood on the east side of the altar, dressed in fine linen and playing cymbals, harps, and lyres. They were accompanied by 120 priests sounding trumpets. The trumpeters and musicians joined in unison to give praise and thanks to the Lord. Accompanied by trumpets, cymbals, and other instruments, the singers raised their voices in praise to the Lord and sang, He is good. His love endures forever. Then the temple of the Lord was filled with the cloud, and the priests could not perform their service because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the temple of God. This concludes our scripture reading for today. May God bless the reading and the hearing of his word. Let me close our scripture reading with a prayer. Father, we thank you because your word is settled in heaven and in earth. There is none like you. We thank you for our salvation. We thank you for our healing. We thank you for our protection. We thank you for our provision. We thank you for all that you have done, will do, and will continue to do in our lives. Not only in our lives, but in the lives of our children's children. Those who are yet to be born, but when they're born, they will praise you. Father, I thank you. Because each and every one of us are fearfully and wonderfully made. Father, I thank you. I bless your name. How great is your love toward us. We shall give thanks to our King, our Savior, our Ruler, our Father. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Thank you. steps are ordered of you. Thank you. For in you we live and move and have our being. Thank you that you are our refuge and our fortress, our God in whom we shall trust. Thank you that you put our sins as far east as it is west and we have been forgiven. Continue to create in us a clean heart and let us drink from the living water and eat from the bread of life. Father, as we go through the rest of our day, may your divine presence Speak to us as we fellowship with you in the cool of the day. Blessed are you, O Lord, creator of the universe and fruit of the vine. In the most precious and the most powerful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and risen Savior. Amen. After a word from our sponsor, we will continue with praise and worship. Welcome back to the second segment of our show. I am your host, Sherry T., and you have been listening to the Power Prayer Podcast. 
This segment is where we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Before we hear from our first artist, let me give you this disclaimer. I do not have the copyright to the worship music that is being played on this podcast. Under Section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976, allowance is made for fair use purposes, such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, and scholarship research. Therefore, feel free to leave a comment. Just let it feel the real. Can you help me? 
God is faithful. The redeeming power of Jesus is working in our favor. Some trust in the created things, but we trust only in our creator. The redeeming power of Jesus still works. We have been forgiven of all our sins, healed of all our diseases, surrounded by grace and mercy. The redeeming power of Jesus still works. If we follow the instructions written in his word, then we will experience real peace because the redeeming power of Jesus still works. Jesus paid our debt in full, completed his work and said, it is finished. He ascended into heaven, then sent the Holy Spirit to live in our hearts. Thank God for the redeeming power of Jesus still works. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Power Prayer Podcast. It's been a stone blast. My prayer for you is that you have experienced the transforming power of God's word, peace, love, and his unspeakable joy today. We believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the infallible Word of God, the birth, death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, as well as the indwelling of the Holy Spirit through the born-again experience. This is what I know for sure. It is our guarantee. We will pray, believe, and love you as we love God with all our heart, mind, and soul. Secondly, we will love our community as we love ourselves. Remember, visit our website, livingbiblehub.com. We have some great things over there. And be sure to subscribe, like, and follow. Sign up for our monthly newsletter and our weekly prayer call. I love to hear from you. Remember, in God, there is no failure. He will do what he said he would do. So if you have never trusted and believed in the Son of Jesus, do it today. Eternal life was given for you. <laughs>